You're listening to the Inner Child Podcast. This episode is for my high achievers that experience burnout on the healing journey. For example, if you're having a hard time staying consistent with the healing journey, so you go all in, you might kind of binge all of the books and materials and exercises all at once, and then very quickly burn out or even lose motivation to keep going. In this episode, I'm going to share some very practical tips on how to slow down to speed up and what to do when you're feeling impatient or burnt out with the healing journey right after this intro. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self-worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. Welcome back to the Inner Child Podcast, where every single week we have a brand new episode out with very practical and actionable tips on how to heal your inner child and start breaking that pattern of toxic relationships. So this episode is going to be a very quick fix me up. I've noticed this trend in almost every single client I've ever worked with in the past And what happens is that people get so excited about starting their healing journey that they just go in too strong and too fast. They try to do all the exercises, read all the books, you know, binge watch all the videos at once, and then they get completely exhausted and wiped out and then kind of fall off the wagon and rinse and repeat. Now, if you experience this kind of pattern too, no wonder things aren't really working for you because it's very difficult to create momentum, right? When you're constantly starting and stopping and starting and stopping all over. So today I'm going to share with you three very helpful pieces of advice that I would give you that you can start to implement right away and start making little changes on really nurturing that relationship that you have with healing. And we're going to close this off with a call to action at the end of today's episode. And the first thing that I do want to say is I have noticed high achievers will have the same kind of relationship with their lovers as they do with healing. They come in hot and heavy, almost like a wrecking ball, just barreling down the hallway, right? Consuming everything, falling in love so fast, and then quickly burning out and wondering why it doesn't work. And then we end up having the same kind of fast and furious relationship with our work, with our relationships, and also with healing, which tells us that there is a bit of an underlying pattern behind all of these different things. That itself might be a bit of an aha moment for you. So before we move on to number one, if you ever want some bonus content or if you want some daily doses of inspiration, come find me on Instagram at ByGloriaZang. I'm definitely an Instagram gal and every single day I post different reels and content pieces with even more information and actionable things that you can take away. So let's get started with tip number one, and that is to start treating your healing journey like a person that you have a real relationship with. 
you know, the word relationship with really just means how you relate to that thing. And so how are you relating yourself to healing as a whole, right? Your journey with whatever healing process it is that you're working on is also a relationship that you need to maintain. And so sometimes I would ask my clients this. I would ask them, do you want a 10-day relationship with healing or do you want a 10-year relationship with healing? It's probably going to be the latter because healing is this lifelong process, right? It's not something that just happens overnight. You do it once and it's done. But it's something that we continuously nurture over time, sort of like having a plant or having a pet. So you really want to think about it this way. When you're dating a new person, are you really going to go out on five dates in one week and then buy them an armful of brand new jewelry when you haven't even known them that long? Or would you rather want to pace things out, go out one date per week and kind of progress it from there? And then you want to start thinking about how you can apply this to your relationship with healing as well. So if you're going to maintain a great relationship with healing for years and years to come, Again, you don't want to do the five dates a week. You're not going to want to binge watch five programs all in the exact same weekend. But rather, you want to pace yourself one video at a time, take things one day at a time, because it's got to start with laying out that solid foundation. You know, I can tell you from personal experience that anything that I've tried to rush through has never turned out well in my life. I mean, can you think of an example, right? Can you think of a lot of examples where rushing through the process ever had a fantastic outcome? Maybe occasionally if it was an emergency situation, but in general, it's not really something you want to do because it kind of goes against nature, right? It's basically telling yourself that you want to control everything. And I think we all know on some level that reading 10 books in one night isn't actually going to get you there faster versus reading one book per week. All right. So once again, that first tip was treating your relationship with healing as if it was a real person. You, you want to honor those boundaries, right? And in this case, it is the boundaries that you set for yourself. Let's say you're working through a program and instead of doing the entire thing in one weekend where you're just going to exhaust yourself and probably not retain that much information, set yourself the boundary of doing two or three videos that weekend and resisting that temptation to go further, even if you really want to. All right. That way, you're going to be able to build that solid foundation and allow the momentum to develop naturally. Now, the second tip I have for you was a quote that a very important business mentor gave me one day, and that is to slow down to speed up, slow down to speed up. And if you want longevity in your healing journey, you really have to start thinking this way. Let me give you an example. Imagine that you're working a job and someone close to you passes away. And then two days later, your boss texts you and says, okay, you had two days to heal from this trauma. Now let's hurry along and get you back into the office. You would be so upset that anyone said that to you. You would be so upset that anyone would even fathom the idea that it would just take two days to heal from the trauma of someone passing away. In fact, you've probably even had a boss 
respond this way in the past before, right? Who was not very compassionate at all when something serious was happening to you in your life. And in that same vein, we really do have to apply that same kind of compassion to ourselves. Rushing through these things, as we said before, doesn't actually get us any closer and any faster. And I think the key here is to start letting go of this incessant need for control, right? This sort of impatient and to also realize that the fact that you're trying to rush to get to the finish line is actually the very thing that's preventing you from getting to the finish line in the first place. I know it sounds paradoxical, but think about it this way. Think about any of the bad bosses you've ever had, right? Or folks in your life, like people that you actually know who always are impatient in trying to rush through things, rush through traffic, rush through deadlines. If that strategy really worked, wouldn't those people be a lot happier? And wouldn't those people be actually much more further down the line than they really are? You know, that alone is going to tell you everything, that there is no magic pill, there is no overnight quick fix, and doing things fast and quickly and trying to speed up the process actually slows it down, right? Because you're preventing the actual process from working in the first place. And that is what I mean by slowing down to speeding up. You know, I used to rush through everything in my life when I would try to rush through a project back when I had a job, I would try to make myself go through it so fast. I just wanted to bang it out. And what would happen was that I ended up making so many typos and so many little errors that it actually took me longer to finish just because I then had to go back and then, you know, correct and fix every single little thing. And the irony of it all is if I just took my time, right, and really listened to my body I would have gone through it way easier and way quicker. And the same thing kind of works with the healing process as well, right? By trying to skip through the process, you're actually defeating the purpose of healing. Because after all, isn't healing really just about learning to accept where you are right now and to listen to your body? And by rushing, you are literally doing the opposite of those two things. You are not respecting where you currently are on your journey. And you're not listening to the cues from your body telling you that maybe we need to slow down a little bit, right? If we're feeling overwhelmed, it actually means that we need to take a bit of a break. Now that I'm thinking about it a bit more, I do think that in pop culture, we really like overnight success stories, right? Whether it's in fitness or trauma healing or entrepreneurship, we love those stories where someone struggled and struggled and then one day they did this one magic pill trick and then boom, overnight success. And it's so tempting to believe that and to want to be that one hit wonder. And I think I just want to remind everyone that in reality, it doesn't really work that way. And even if someone does experience overnight success, it never really is just one single moment, right? There are usually these other supporting skill sets or things that they've already been trying to work on over a long period of time. They tried and tried and it didn't work and it didn't work. And all of those past experiences accumulated combined with a new perspective shift 
that's the thing that kind of sent them over the edge. I mean, which is true from my journey as well. I mean, you guys know that I struggled for a very, very, very long time with everything trauma related. I tried so many different things. And for me, it really was the inner child work that kind of pushed me over the edge. But it wasn't an overnight thing either, right? It was all of those series of events that kind of taught me little lessons along the way combined with that missing key puzzle, which was the inner child healing. And without the past 10 years of struggling, I don't know if it would have had the same impact. I think it's really important for everyone to understand the messiness of what healing can actually look like. The other thing that I do want to mention is that trauma healing is not about trying to cram as much information into your head as possible. You guys know my opinion that knowledge is really a dime a dozen these days, but trauma healing itself is a very physical and emotional process. As you uncover and process one memory at a time, one layer at a time, one repressed memory at a time, your brain actually requires days, sometimes weeks to physically rest and to integrate and to process all of those layers especially if you're working through repressed emotions. You know, it takes a lot of calories, a lot of energy for your body to be moving that through. And that's why sometimes after therapy sessions, for example, or after working through a very difficult module, you just feel completely wiped. Like you don't even have energy to eat. All you want to do is lay down and sleep for like 20 hours straight because it really does take a physical toll on your body. And all we can do is let our body dictate how long it needs. And we just have to follow it. That is all. Okay, there's no point trying to rush it because every time you try to rush things, you almost kind of restart the process, right? You don't let it complete. And so it keeps coming up again and again, and you kind of lose momentum that way. You know, I remember when I was a couple of months in working with one of the most important coaches I'd ever worked with on my inner child healing journey. And the first few weeks, I had a lot of like shiny object syndrome. It was brand new. It was exciting. That kind of kept me going. And then around the one to two month mark, we started going into some really heavy stuff around specific memories in my childhood. And after one particular session, my coach looked at me, you know, we were only like 30 minutes through in the session. He looked at me and he saw the look of exhaustion on my face. And he said, you know what? I think we need to take a break today. I think this is as far as we're going to go with this today. And of course, the high achiever in me, I was like, what? Roger, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, we're only 30 minutes into the session. Like, I want to go and I want to figure this out, right? Like, I want to be in it. I want to solve this trauma. And although my body was screaming at me to take a break, it was like the high achieving brain just didn't want to turn off. And I got kind of mad at my coach. <laughs> I was like, why aren't you letting me finish this? But now I understand why he had the wisdom that I have now learned that rushing in is not always what you actually need. And I'll tell you why, because after that session, even though it was a 30 minute one, I went through a two week period where I couldn't stomach any food. 
It was too much trauma healing in a short period of time. He was absolutely right to want to take a break. That because I was a high achiever, you know, I like to think things through cognitively. My brain was trying to process everything very fast, very quickly, but my body literally could not keep up with the level of processing and integration that my brain was experiencing. And so that's why I burned out, essentially. And over those two weeks, I just slept, right? Didn't eat a lot. I actually felt really nauseous. I thought I was pregnant at some point. I was like, why is my body feeling so weird? And it's just going through the process. It's going through the motion, right? It's trying to catch up. And so if you are feeling that exhaustion, that burnout, you got to take a break, right? It doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong necessarily, but it is a clear sign from your body that it just needs a little bit of time to catch up. All right. So this brings me to tip number three on how to avoid healing burnout is to follow a clear framework for healing instead of just randomly trying to absorb as much information as possible. I cannot emphasize this enough. Whatever modality you're using, whether it's going to therapy, whether it's a group program, whether it's some sort of holistic healing or exercising or hypnotherapy, follow their framework. And what that means is you got to stop trying to cherry pick a process that some other expert has literally spent their entire careers crafting and creating for you, right? I'm especially talking to my high achievers here who kind of pick apart a framework and they only focus on a few things that they think are relevant, but they're not seeing the full picture. Here's an analogy. Imagine if I give you a recipe for apple pie because you want to make apple pie and you take this recipe that over experience and decades I have created and perfected and you pick it apart and you say, eh, I think I'm going to skip the crust. I don't think that's super, super important. And I think I'm going to substitute the apples for pears instead. Well, don't be surprised when you end up with a pear pie without a crust instead of an apple pie, right? I've had this experience in the past with students and clients who try to take full control of the process. They have these sort of predetermined ideas of things that they're willing to do and not willing to do. And they kind of poke holes through my entire framework and then wonder why they're not getting the results, right? It's because you're not applying the whole thing. So for example, if your therapist uses a very specific modality, which includes completing a worksheet every week and one session minimum, and then you decide that you only want to go see them once every two months and you never do the worksheets or you only do them every couple of weeks. Again, don't be surprised if you're not getting the same outcome as some of their other clients. I mean, you can apply this to the fitness world as well, right? If your trainer is telling you that it's really important to do 10 minutes of warming up before the workout and you're saying, eh, it's probably not that important. I just want to go focus on, you know, building my muscle right away and you skip all the warmups and then you come back later and say, gee, like, I don't know why I'm so sore and I don't understand why I'm not getting the results, right? It's because those little things that you think are so unimportant are actually a lot more important than you think they are. So I gave you some examples of what therapy might look like, what fitness might look like. Now, in my line of work, I use something called the Heal, Feel, Attract system. 
And this is my personal framework for how I help people work through childhood trauma. So we focus specifically on emotional regulation of difficult feelings, reparenting childhood wounds, and also dating strategies for people with insecure attachment styles. And you kind of need all three of these things at once, right? So for example, let's say if you're only focusing on dating and reparenting your inner child, but you're kind of ignoring the modules that's focused on emotional regulation, don't be surprised if you end up in a relationship, but then you sabotage the relationship because you lack the skills to kind of calm yourself and prevent self-sabotaging with your own emotions of rage and with anger, right? Having a framework, otherwise a step-by-step process, it really helps you to filter out all of those unnecessary things that aren't relevant for your healing, but it also informs you on things that are actually important for getting results that you may not be aware of, right? Because you're not quite an expert on that thing yet. Okay, phew, we're going to move on to the call to action so that you guys listening can have some clear takeaways for today's episode. By the way, if this was a very helpful episode for you, you're like, wow, that was a big aha moment. That was such a cool reframe. Take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at ByGloryZang. I love to hear your takeaways. So call to action number one, treat healing like a relationship with a real person. Otherwise, treat your relationship with healing as if it was a real person. And you want to consider the question, do I want to have a 10-day relationship with healing? Or do I want a 10-year relationship and lifelong journey with healing? If that is the case, what sort of boundaries do I need to set with myself to ensure that I'm not rushing in hot and heavy and that I can build habits that are sustainable for the long term. All right. Call to action number two is the whole philosophy of slowing down to speed up, right? Paradoxical, but true. Slow down to speed up. Allowing your nervous system, your brain, and your body the time and energy that it needs to fully integrate and process everything that you're doing on your healing journey. And of course, with lots of self-compassion. Call to action number three, following a clear framework for healing instead of just cherry picking what you think is relevant or what you are comfortable with and really sticking to it, right? Understanding that no matter what form of healing you're doing, whether it's therapy, whether it's yoga or spiritual healing or naturopathic healing or a group program that it was developed by an expert for a reason, they created a clear blueprint for a reason and therefore allow the expert to be the expert and do a little bit of work humbling yourself, maybe putting the pride aside, putting the controlling part of you aside and allowing yourself to trust the process that someone else has spent their whole career developing for you and really sticking with it and being very patient with the process. And by the way, we have a brand new gift of gratitude for those of you who would like to write us or leave us a five-star review on this podcast. If you take a screenshot of your five-star review, email it to support at buygloryzang.com. You'll get access to my free inner child starter kit 
It's got a free guide to inner child healing. It's got some inspiring motivational wallpapers for your phone and your computer. It's got a bonus worksheet and some tips to get you started on your journey. So my loves, I hope you found this episode also very helpful for your healing journey as well. And I will see you all in the next episode. Bye for now. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot. So thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at ByGloriaZang or visit ByGloriaZang.com. If you're a high achiever or an entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words high achiever and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in, Bestie. I've got something for you. If you think this show deserves a five-star review, we'll send you my free Inner Child Starter Kit as a thank you for your support, which contains exclusive wallpapers and resources for you to download. To get your kit, just upload a screenshot of your review on Apple or Spotify to my webpage, bygloriazang.com slash reviews. The link is also in the show notes. There, you can also check out my healing sessions and programs at bygloriazang.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and I will meet you in the next episode. Mwah!